Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hi, this is your host of Mindcast, Kevin Seaman. Please share this Mindcast with two people that you feel would benefit from it. It will cost you nothing, and you'll help someone learn something unique and valuable. One of the phrases that I live by is, the answers always know if you don't ask. What that little catchphrase has done for me, I cannot even begin to explain, let alone fathom myself. It all started when I was a kid. I used to think, well, what have I got to lose? What a great question. In most cases, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. That was the premise of my success over and over. I wanted a job, I asked. I wanted a raise, I asked. Uh, okay, so that one didn't always work out in my favor. I wanted to do something, anything. I just asked. And the crazy thing was, I usually got what I asked for. The crazier thing was, I was right. I had nothing to lose. I didn't yet have that thing I was asking for. So I didn't really have a loss. I was no further ahead or behind than I was when I didn't ask. And asking is free. It doesn't cost anything to ask. Sometimes when I asked, I wasn't specific. And guess what? I got very unspecific results. Then I learned that not only do you need to ask, but you need to be absolutely specific, i.e. what you want, when you want it, where you want it to occur, how you want to do it, and how it should play out, and with who do you want to do it with. You need to ask the right person. In some cases, someone else. Quite often, you, if you ask the wrong person, you'll in fact get the wrong answer. If I ask someone for something and they say, I can't make that decision, I always ask, okay, thank you. Who can? Who do I need to talk to? I want to talk to them. You need to ask with the intention that you will, in fact, get what you want. When you do this, your mind has already begun to accept that you will, in fact, get what you ask for. By doing this, you will move more confidently in the direction of your goal. This will be apparent to who you are asking as well. The more I asked, the more I began to realize that it didn't just work for me with others. It also worked for me with me. And often, it worked with me in things I wanted and asked for that I wasn't sure how I was going to get. I've even got into incredible detail in regard to the way I visualized things that I asked for. It was like I was asking the universe for what I wanted to have occur. Then I was directed to how to find that or how I could accomplish that. Now, this area of mental performance is something I've studied in depth, yet I still have so many questions. I know that when you think about, talk about, and visualize something over and over in your mind, your brain begins to process these thoughts. It begins to filter things that you see and things that you have as resources. Here's a mind blower. When you think in detail about the things you want, your mind actually begins to look for these things for you and find ways that you can, in fact, get them. This part of your brain that accomplishes this is called the reticular cortex, the area that is activated 
is referred to as the Reticular Activating System, or RAS. This is a very sophisticated process of sorting and elimination. In fact, it's so sophisticated, you aren't even aware that it's doing it. It's almost entirely subconscious. This is why you should only focus on what you want. What do I mean by that? Well, once you've eliminated what you definitely don't want and why, you need to file that stuff and move on to exactly what you do want. Here's a little more information about why that is. Computers may be more similar to your brain than you realize. When you ask a search engine what you want, you must be very specific. As a simple example, if you want to know what's in peanut butter, you need to ask precisely that. Otherwise, you'll get tons of other information. Let's say I just put in the word peanut into the search engine, but you want to know how peanut butter is made and what's in it. The search engine will give you all kinds of general information and resources on peanuts, what peanuts are, types of peanuts, the economics and agricultural aspects of growing peanuts, images of peanuts, organizations like peanut slash app, .io, a website about like-minded women in regard to fertility and motherhood. You might even get some recipes that use peanuts, or why some people are allergic to peanuts, or the nutritional aspects of peanuts. But if you enter precisely the words peanut butter production and ingredients, bingo, that is what you get, specifically what you ask for. Now, this little exercise may seem silly, but let me elaborate. As a mind coach, I ask people specific questions all the time. You know why? Because if I don't, I get all sorts of answers that I will need to sift through and break down into detail. Years ago, when I worked as a personal trainer, I used to ask people what their goals were. In other words, what did they want to achieve? Most times, I would get answers in reference to what they didn't want. Like, I don't want to be fat anymore. I don't want to feel guilt when I eat. I don't want to feel uncomfortable, or I don't like my body. They wouldn't tell me what they wanted. Mostly, they would tell me what they didn't want. Now remember, I said it's good to recognize initially what you don't want, so you can figure out what you actually do want. Sometimes I would have them write down all those things they would tell me that they didn't want, so we could make a T-chart. I would have the client draw a T separating the paper in half. On the top, I would have them write the words, what I don't want, on the top left side. Then list all the things that they were telling me they didn't want. Then on the right side, above the T, I would have them write the words, what I do want. Then I would have them mirror those subjects on the opposite side of the T with the things that they did want. I don't want to be fat anymore versus I want to be my perfect weight and be healthy and fit. I don't want to feel uncomfortable versus I want to feel great physically, mentally, and emotionally. Then I would ask them how much weight they thought they wanted to lose. Usually I got a, uh, I don't know. Well, if you did know, how much do you think you would want to lose as a goal and by when? They would then tell me. Why? Because I asked a specific question and now they have a specific target. Not having a specific target is like playing darts in a dark room drunk with a blindfold. Asking and setting a specific goal is like taking the blindfold off, turning the lights on, and drinking coffee instead of being drunk. 
you now have the possibility of hitting the board or target. One of the strategies I use in public lectures and speaking is I'll ask, who in this room wants more money? Everybody's hands go up. Then I look around the room like I'm looking for someone specific, and I point to someone and I say, come up here. Then I hand them a dollar and say, there, now you have more money. Everybody laughs, and the person says almost every time, I wanted more. How am I supposed to know that? You weren't specific. I learned this bit from success coach Jack Canfield, and you know what? It's effective. If someone asked you if you wanted a job and you said yes, wouldn't you ask how much the compensation was? Of course you would. And you would know pretty quickly if you were in fact going to get it. That's my point. Ask for exactly what you want. So why don't people ask for what they want all the time? They don't because they're afraid they might look stupid or really needy. But most of the time it's because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid that they will be turned down, but they are rejecting any possibility of getting what they asked for by not asking. The answer will always be no if you don't ask. I remember being a freshman in high school and being afraid to ask this girl out. I lacked confidence and I had a poor self-image. I'd walk by her and I'd say hi, and sometimes I'd smile. Then I'd just keep walking. Finally, after worrying about what she might say to me for quite a while, I waited until she was alone at her locker, and I walked up, and I bolstered enough energy and courage to ask her if she'd like to go out. She took a deep breath, let it out, and sighed. My stomach tightened up, and I felt like I was going to melt into a puddle. I knew she was going to reject me, but she looked at me and smiled, then said, I wondered when you were going to at least talk to me. It took you long enough. I'd love to. I was bewildered. Wait, what, you mean to tell me she was waiting for me to ask her out? Wow. If I hadn't mustered up enough courage, I would have never had such great times with her. We went out together for a while, and we got along really well, and she turned out to be really cool. I never made that mistake again. Now... I don't even settle for the first no. I keep asking. If I get a no this week, maybe I'll get a yes next time or the week after. This also has helped me immensely in business. In fact, I'm so good at getting turned down and failure in general that it actually helped me develop as a person. I tell people all the time, I have one superpower is persistence. I don't give up. It's helped me to become a high-level expert in my field. In fact, persistence has helped me to achieve multiple black belts, become a regional state and national champion. It enabled me to get on an international team and compete in a world championship. It enabled me to keep fighting when I was almost beaten and to come back when I was impoverished, to rebuild my life when I was broke and filed bankruptcy. It motivated me to become an internationally recognized teacher, speaker, and author. Like I said, Asking what I want developed my only superpower, persistence. But let's talk about kids. They are at expert level when it comes to asking. Mom, can I have this? Mom, I just want this. Can I please have this? It's all I want, I promise. Please, please. I mean, we could all learn a few life lessons by watching children. They are relentless at asking. 
One of the strategies I used as a teen when asking was leverage. Dad said yes when asking mom. Did dad really say yes? Well, he would have if I asked him. If he was home, he would say yes. Uh, That works sometimes. Or Mike's mom, Mrs. Reese, said he could go. Can I go? Mike needs a friend to go with him. I found the leverage strategy to be hit or miss. Another approach I'd use is contrast. I found out I'd been using contrast later on in my life when I started studying psychology. An approach I used once went something like this. Hey, mom, my friends are going to a concert in L.A. Can I drive the VW down and take some guys to the concert? Don't worry. We won't get in any trouble. or We won't do anything wrong. Can I go and spend the night with some people I met at the beach down there after the concert? Who? Spend the night? You're 16. No, you cannot drive to Los Angeles and go to a concert with people I don't know and driving our car. You're not spending the night at some house in the city. No. Please? Mike isn't going because his parents are out of town. I don't want to be the only person not going. I said no. He stayed at his house by the beach alone. Can I at least go stay at his house over the weekend while his parents are gone and keep him company? I guess so, but you need to check in. And no car. Off to the beach for the weekend with no parents. Contrast is an approach that uses two undesirable choices, with one being the least desirable in regard to the audience you're trying to persuade. With my folks... This worked nearly every time when I was a teenager. Yeah, it was kind of bad. Reject rejection. This is a term used by one of my favorite speaker writers, Jack Canfield. He and his partner, Mark Victor Hansen, came up with this idea. And Jack wrote about this in his phenomenal book, The Success Principles. I highly recommend you read this book. Jack knows a little something about persistence. He and his partner are at expert level in regard to asking. They once asked over 130 publishers to publish their book and were turned down every time. Finally, they found somebody that would publish it. That book series, with over 250 titles, went on to sell 100 million copies in the U.S. and Canada and a total of 500 million worldwide in 100 plus countries. And it was been translated into 43 languages. That book was called Chicken Soup for the Soul. That is the power of asking. Can you imagine if they had given up after a couple of turned down submissions? They are also famous for saying, when someone says no, we say next. So reject rejection. Don't let it reject you. When I was around 16 years old, I started training in martial arts. I always read these martial arts magazines. And one day I decided I wanted to train with Bruce Lee. He was in some of the magazines and I watched his character Kato in the Green Hornet. I said to myself, I'm going to train with Bruce Lee someday. I want to learn how he fights. Why would a 16 year old want to know how to fight? I had been having problems at school with a few guys when I was age 13 through 16. They would harass me and jump me off school ground when I was on my way home. Anytime they saw me, I was their target. So learning how to protect myself was a priority at that stage of my life. I remember going to the Long Beach Nationals hoping to find 
and meet Bruce Lee. I never did. When I heard Bruce Lee passed away, I felt my goal slip away. In 1976, I met a famous Bruce Lee student named Dan Inosanto. I decided I would train with him if I could no longer train with Bruce Lee. I filled out an application for the school in Torrance, but I never received a call. In 1984, at 30 years old, I decided to go to a Dan Inosanto seminar I saw advertised. Later, I became involved in his instructor program under this amazing teacher. How did I get in his program? I asked him. I remember this like it was yesterday. Sifu, that's what we called him. If a person was motivated and trained hard, would they be able to be an instructor under you, even if they didn't live in Los Angeles? He said, yes, Kevin. If a student was motivated and trained hard, they could be in my instructor program. I looked at him and said, then that's my goal. To this day, I have trained under Dan Asano for 36 years, and I am a senior student and full instructor in his program. Dan and I converse regularly, and prior to the pandemic, I trained a few times a year with my teacher. I never gave up. When you ask for anything, make sure to be persistent, have clarity, be specific, and ask the right person, and you will have a very good chance you will indeed get it. Another great thing about asking is it opens up your mind for questions, questions that you may have never considered if you hadn't thought about asking to begin with. One of those questions I asked was, how can I be successful? There must be a way to improve myself and get better results. Others have done it. That started me on a quest to develop myself and meet my potential. Later, I asked, how can I offer valuable information to others? that will help inspire them to meet or even exceed their potential. That question started me as a mind coach over 25 years ago. I actually taught the principles I offer in my books in my martial arts and boxing classes and seminars I taught. That eventually led to this MindCast podcast. And guess what? I've helped thousands reach their goals and exceed their potential by doing this. So how did I get this MindCast podcast idea? My wife, Donna, who is also exceptional at asking, asked me, when are you going to do a podcast? That one question sparked this venture. You're listening to me here and now because she asked. The power of asking is one of the most life-changing actions you can make as a habit. It also cultivates the habit of proactivity. Because you take the first step, you ask, you will absolutely achieve things you would really never thought you were capable of and do things you didn't think you ever would do. Ask for that job. Ask for that advance in salary. Ask for that date with your possible future wife or husband. Ask for the money you need to help someone. Ask for help. Ask for friendship. Ask for love. Just ask. And remember these words, the answer is always no if you don't ask. And if you're afraid, ask anyway. Thank you so much for listening to MindCast. I know we are all busy with our day-to-day lives, but you took the time out to listen to something that can help you in your life journey. And for this, you have my gratitude. If you wish to contact me or send me a note about how MindCast has affected you, You can reach me at Kevin 
at thewinningmindset.com. Thank you. This is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast. 